Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have David Afiriet, and he is with Trade Ideas. Welcome, David. Hey, Lee. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about Trade Ideas. Can you share a little bit about that uh, mission purpose? Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our mission is uh, we're a 19-year-old uh, fintech company constantly innovating. And our mission is pretty simple. It's to help anyone that's in the U.S. equity markets make better decisions. And then how does one do that with your service? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of active investors, a lot of traders are deal with an onslaught of information. And we try to organize, curate that information, turn it into powerful decision-making guide rails for, for, for better decisions. So what we do is we spot opportunity oftentimes where no one else is looking in places, you know, before anyone else that can, uh, that can direct them to these are opportunities that are happening in the market. Sometimes they're short term, sometimes they're short term. They can be intraday. Sometimes they're long term. For us, it's maybe swing trading types like two or three days to even a week uh, in length. But either way, when you make a decision in the markets, it's good to have the guardrails of like, this is the stop loss where the whole idea fails. You should get out, preserve capital. And then there's other price points where we have a first profit target where you might say, okay, if it reaches this level, this is where I can take my principal out and let the you know the profits ride, or I can double down and, and increase. Um, it helps. We help with those kinds of decisions. And then who is the buyer of this? Is it a software? Is it a, a machine? Uh, what actually is it? Yeah, it's a it's a SaaS model, so it's a subscription as a service, and anybody with any amount of experience, although the ones who tend to stay with us and find us are, are ones who are well on their journey of having understood the markets, they know how to place a, a trade, and they're just starting to uh, understand their own preferences for what they like to see. And we accent that, and then we start to show more information based on what you like to you. And again, in a really timely manner, what's, what's the main, the, the, you know, the experience of using trade ideas is to give back time, time that w- that is usually spent by traders, you know, the night before preparing for patterns, looking for patterns, marking charts and saying, okay, if it makes it, you know, if this chart, if this stock reaches this price, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. But somehow during the markets, we all get distracted by the day. You might not be able to have your eyes everywhere they need to be. And trade ideas is like eyes on the market and it will, Uh, find you setups that you don't have to spend any more time looking for the night before or setting up for. We we bring you these opportunities. Um, And they're matched to, again, your preferences. You can design, you can actually, you know, it's a a very robust tool. You can design your own strategies. You can rely on the ones that we have and that we test. We even have a machine learning AI that actually runs through about 70 or so simulations and then it every night does this optimization exercise. And then right before the market, it will publish, okay, these are the six or so seven algorithms that I'm going to use to look at the market today. And uh, it's the result of the previous day's market plus all the history that it's crunching. And it's no different than a, we're in the baseball season, right? So 
in the playoffs. And it's no different than a, than a, you know, a manager saying, who am I going to, who's healthy enough to be on the field? Who's on a hot streak and what, you know, do they set up well against the opposing, you know, pitching and, and, and so forth. Um, if they meet all that criteria, they go on the field and play. And so these six or seven algorithms are, will produce ideas during the day. And some of them may not conform to the way, you know, our individual subscribers trade. So they take them or they leave them. But the idea is that here's a co-pilot who is uh, understands tons of information about the market and it's condensed it down into a view that it's looking at to find opportunity. And you can ride that wave as well, or you can look at even other strategies that we create from our data scientists and people that we have using the tool for, for decades now, uh, designing these strategies. Is your ideal client the individual active investor? Is it a firm that is managing other people's money? Is it a combination? Yeah, it's a, it's been a combination, but by, by and large part, it's the individual active trader. It's someone who has a, a brokerage account and, and actively trades, takes time out of the day to do so. We have dentists or lawyers and people who are actively engaged in the markets, again, for that time savings, are looking for, uh, I've got a few minutes to engage with the market. I want to know, I want to understand how the overall market is, and I want to understand what, you know, what are some of the ideas that, uh, that I can take advantage of and do so in a way that protect me. It's not just a lot of services will help you get into a trade. Not many will help you get out. And uh, we do just that. So when you make a decision, you understand where the exit is. And um, it enables a lot of people to, you know, to take advantage of the market in a new way without having to put money into a 401k and let someone else manage it. I'm not saying you do that with your entire portfolio. Matter of fact, I'm not giving any, you know, investment advice at all today. But what I am saying is that with a tool like Trade Ideas you, and with the allocation, if you, uh, if you will, of what, you, what someone would plan to invest in the market on an active basis, our tool is the perfect solution for finding these setups. And we have some creative ways of visualizing the data. Like, for example, um, we've, we've figured out a way to, instead of looking at like 12 charts and scrolling through each one and trying to understand, well, where's the activity in this chart? We've condensed it into one viewing space and we make it look like a race. And it's got the stock logo, the company logos as, you know, on this kind of starting line. And the movement of these of the race over the course of 10 minutes or 15 or an hour, however long you set it, it will track what, what, what stocks are racing ahead of the others. And you think, well, how is that different than looking at like a data table? Well, in a data table, our eyes go to the very top row and they say, well, hey, who's the leader and who's maybe the one after that. But what you don't see is the movement further down that data table of stocks that may be moving faster or you know, rising to the top. And this visualization that we have, which we call a stock race, actually shows you what's what's in the undercurrent, what's, you know, what is happening within that time period, 15 minutes, an hour, however long you set the, t- the race for. And it will show you movements, you know, in a data table that you just wouldn't see. So what was the genesis of the idea? How did this uh, kind of, what's the origin story? Origin story. Well, it came out of pain. <laughs> Always, oh, most great ideas do. Um, pain on like multiple levels. Um, it came from, you know, this kind of frustration of, as I was mentioning before, like the time that I would spend and many others would spend look, set, creating how we're we going to deal with the market the next day when, when these ideas come up. And we'd mark up charts. We'd have, uh, I mean, at the time, printouts and other things and notes that we would have about what, 
charts we were going to look at. Um, that it, so the scanning tool that we have, and not a screener, by the way, I call a screener is something where you can find on almost any site that says, what's the top five gainers of the, in the NASDAQ or the top five stocks performing today? Those are screeners. They screen information to show you a result. But scanning is a different tool. We are Scanning is a different act. It's actually going across all of the it's going across all of the issues in the market, all of the stocks in the market to find um, the patterns that it's looking for that you either been set, you know, they've been requested by you, by you, the user or by us. It's scanning and, and filtering that way. The screener isn't quite the same. Um, but the pain that, that, that this came out of was basically we wanted an unregulated tool. So we didn't want to create a brokerage. We wanted to create a easy to subscribe to tool that gave uh, insight as to what was interesting in the market. And a lot of people, uh, when they use the tool, often come to us and say, well, what can this tool, what can trade ideas tell me about Apple or Tesla, for instance? And we can say a lot about what Apple and Tesla is doing. But if that's what you're looking to trade, you, you don't use trade ideas. You look for trade ideas when you say, well, Apple and Tesla aren't doing anything today. What, what is it that's moving? Um, and what is it that you know, I can take advantage of instead of waiting for Apple or Tesla to do what I wanted to? And that's another problem that we solve. We've like, these are the stocks that are actively doing something. Matter of fact, all of our analysis is based on what are stocks doing that on a statistical basis are unusual for versus its normal behavior. I'll give you one more, I'll give you another, I'll give you an example. So we use a concept called relative volume. And so we understand and we track the volume for Apple or for a pharmaceutical stock to say, we know what the normal volume of for Apple, for instance, is as of 11 o'clock in the morning two you know, an hour and a half into the trading day. And if it's, then if today's normal volume at 11 o'clock is normal for what the first hour and a half of trading is for Apple, we don't really pay attention to it. But if Apple's volume in that first 90 minutes is three times or four times or any amount really above what it normally trades, that relative volume is an indicator that we look at to say something unusual is happening in this particular stock because it's got more than usual volume in it up to this point in the, in the day. And we are making that calculation constantly across every single stock. It would take a lot for Apple, for instance, to trade like 17 times more than what it normally trades. But there are other stocks that are smaller, obviously a smaller cap stock where 17 times, 30 times what it normally trades isn't so, uh, I mean, is extremely unusual and, and, and possible because it's a smaller stock. And not that we try adjust or we look at only small stocks. We just look at whatever is unusual statistically from how it normally behaves. And then we start putting a lot more real-time analysis on this so that in real time, if you're between patients or if you're doing, when you need to see this information, we, we are tracking it in real time to show you. So when you have kind of the, the technology figured out, which is a challenge obviously unto itself, how do you know there's kind of a market fit? Like when were you getting clues like, hey, you know what, there's a bunch of people that that would be um, open to using and, and purchasing and, and would value this enough to pay money for? Oh, I mean, you know, again, the, the experience is, you know, if this, th if this tool can save me money, 
and it can point me in the right direction. I mean, we have, we have subscribers who, you know, pay for their year or their month of, of trade ideas in, you know, in a single trade. Right. But at the very, very beginning, when you're like, okay, we're going to solve this hard problem to create the software. Uh, did, did you solve it before you knew for sure that there were people there or, or was it a build it and they will come situation? That's a good question. I, um, when we started 19 years ago, th- there was a need for this and there were some tools out there that we, you know, that we looked at and compared to what we thought was the ideal that we were building and said, okay, yeah, these are lacking. They don't, for instance, these don't track all the stocks. They track the track. They automatically make a cut and they say, well, we're only going to trade the, the most active 100 stocks. And we thought, well, we can do better. We can go, you know, beyond that. Um, and I will tell you the other partners that, that, uh, that I, um, that I co-founded the company with the, the other two partners, we all have our kind of divisions of labor. And, uh, one partner is, you know, kind of introverted, of course, as you might suspect. And he, he's really in charge of the architecture of, um, of how all these servers need to work uh, to you know with each other and the different jobs they have to do, um, and putting all and working together to take in information, analyze it, and then meet requests that our customers are asking for and, and sending that out you know to each uh, individual subscriber. All this in real time, of course, and and now with the cloud, we, we you know we've made that transition with that art with the architecture. Um, you know, it's constantly in need of a you know evolution but he is uh, his background came from defensive um from the defense industry and he was like rather than making like systems that track and kill i i feel much better i can sleep at night if i can create something like engaging in the stock market where there isn't so much uh literal physical carnage uh and then my other partner is kind of like the bill gates he's very much that he has the longest amount of experience trading among all of us and um, understands how the tool has always needed to be constantly evolving um, to, to 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 not only make his demands and needs, you know, as to what kind of information would be useful to make a good trading decision, um, but two steps ahead, like what's the next thing that we need, and that's taking us into some not just with inequities, but now the plan is to also do this with cryptocurrencies as well. So once you, but, but so at the very beginning, and so someone has an idea and they, in themselves, they see I'm the power user that I want this. These are the things that I would want as a power user of somebody that could really benefit. And I wish there was this thing that uh, trade ideas solves. At one point, did you start putting it out to the real world? to get kind of that market input to say, you know what, this we are onto something. Look at the demand of this is, you know, they just have to be educated that a tool like this exists. Yeah. And, and when we started, <laughs> the, the vision, the tool, the arc that we've taken was so much simpler. I mean, it was when we first started, it was just web-based. It was a website. You had a few indicators um, that you would pick, like filter the market based on price, based on some volume, based on some industry perhaps, or based on some earnings, percentage growth rates. Uh, and then boom, let me see the list of stocks. And we have it color coded and we had it, and it was very simple. And that's where you have to start. Um, I think we learned from previous, you know, companies and experiences that we had is that a lot of companies hold, hold back the software because there's just one more thing to add. If we can add just, just one more feature, if we can do this one more thing, then we'll release it and it'll be perfect. Well, it, you know, it's never perfect. You have to, you have to 
it's vaporware until you actually put it out there. Then it becomes, okay, working, useful software. And your customers guide you. The reaction seeing it live uh, also guides you. And, um, and, and boy, I mean, we went from, for, so for example, we went from a simple website where we had a few indicators to growing the list of indicators. Okay, that led to the complexity of, well, how do we put all this together? Well, we have to do some of that ourselves for our customers. So we started putting together combinations. And then the question, the feedback was, well, how do we know this is good? And in fact, we would take a look and say, well, it was great when we started it. Two weeks, three weeks later, the market's always changing. So it's not as good now. So we created a back testing tool to say, okay, if it worked in the recent history, we might suspect that it would continue to work. And we gave that back testing tool capability to our customers. And so they started doing their own back testing for strategies that they would like to put on. It's still, so that adds a little bit more complexity and people would rapidly find that, you know, the things I'm coming up with mixing indicators and alerts and filters to try to create a strategy um, the backtesting tool is telling me that this is awful. <laughs> and uh, and so, okay, that, that that's true. What you've created is terrible. And it even, f- again, forced on us the ability to say, well, for our customers' sake, we need to be using this uh, backtesting tool that we call the odds maker. That's still part of the trade ideas. We need to find what's working for our, our customers and, and, and give that to them. And that proved the way that OddsMaker was first built to be a pretty laborious process because we had to do the iterations ourselves, hit the button manually, see the report, and kind of tweak it. And the AI and the machine learning was born from that process. It was like, well, rather than us keep doing it manually, let's turn this over to a system that can learn and evaluate you know, and, and actually change the strategy and the settings within that in order to create a more optimized result. And so, I, and so that's what it does. It creates, it does millions of calculations and millions of simulations in order to arrive at, yep. And, and the result is the market's always evolving. So out of these 70 or so strategies that the, there's only six or so that are picked, the rest are just, they're great strategies at one point, but they have decayed as the market has evolved and they may come back. And as if they come back, I mean, the, the, two, the system is looking at all of them. So, it will recognize like, okay, this is this particular strategy not seen for three or four weeks is now actually ascending in performance. And it will make a, at some point it makes a cut or it doesn't and says, okay, this is, this is now a lens through which it's going to view today's market activity. So it must be pretty exciting to have seen it uh, kind of in a, a more rudimentary uh, tool to the robust tool that it is today. I mean, probably the vision was always there to be what it is today, but you're seeing the growth over time of the evolution of it. For sure. And, you know, we have a saying, it's like, how do we deliver for our customers the most value on the first impression? Cause that's all you have. You have one chance to really make a great impression and you've got to show the tool very quickly. Can ooh, this, this is going to, this is going to help me. I can use this because active investors and traders, they're, they're very set in your ways. As a matter of fact, anybody who's going to excel in any particular endeavor in life has to have um, routines or has to be set in their ways for everything else in their life so that they can just focus on what they're going to excel at. So, for instance, you know, a Olympic swimmer has got to ha- be very set in their ways about when they go to sleep, when they wake up, what food they're going to eat, when they eat it 
when they practice, how often do they practice, so that when the time comes to actually swim in the heat, everything is focused on on those variables. It's no different than trading. I mean, you have to be set in your ways about what's the technology, what's my monitor look like? You know, what are the times that I have to, to make these trades? What tools am I going to use? Do I belong to a community? And what kind of input am I going to get from that community? Do I get ideas from them? Do I get help on, on regulating my ego? Do I exercise enough? Do I work out? There's tons of considerations that go into anything we want to do that have to be set so that what we want to excel in and the variability that's within what we want to excel in, we can react to better. And trading is no different. Now, in growing a business uh, like yours from uh, an idea to where it is today, were you part of any communities or were there any mentors that helped you get to this level that you're at today? Uh, most definitely. So, um, I, you know, I think you could probably qualify me as being a lifelong learner, someone who is um, always in some respects trying to take like a, a beginner's mind to certain things and, and with questions. Um, but at the same time, wanting to constantly learn new models and new ways of looking at things because uh, you can get things can get stale pretty quickly, and then you start to see other you know competitors you know show up and you and and you know exceed or match what you're doing that you've got to be ahead of, especially if some of the strategies you're using or practices that you're are, are not getting results, and so. Um, you know, even before trade ideas, I was a consultant for energy and internet companies. And I thrived in that scenario because I had started that job on the heels of getting my MBA and going back to school and, and, and learning uh, and then applying all that in consulting and then starting trade ideas. And after a while, though, at trade ideas, I also started to kind of plateau or, you know, our growth kind of um, our growth, frankly, kind of leveled a little bit. Um, and we started to see some more competitors and that kind of prompted us to to kick things into gear. But for me, I needed to find uh, advisors and mentors. And I found that in an organization that I still belong to. In fact, I lead as a chapter president. Uh, it's a global organization with chapters all over the world, but it's called Entrepreneurs Organization. And I joined because of two people close to me, my a cousin and a dear a close friend here in Atlanta. I saw the change in their decision making and their behavior and the results, you know, impact their business from being very scattered and, and unfocused to being very planned and very achieving. And I was like, whoa, what is this? What is this change? You know, how, how have you gone about making this change? And I was like, well, this peer group of, of entrepreneurs and the organization you know, that I belong to called EO or Entrepreneurs Organization has helped me, you know, expose me to new ideas, puts me in a peer group with other people once a month with whom I meet seven or eight. And then there are chapter events where the larger chapter, you know, uh, meets together. And I was like, that's for me, I, I've got to be connected to, um, you know, I've got to be constantly inspired. I've got to be. And so each month now I meet with a group that is kind of like a, a mastermind or a group of people that I trust to tell really everything, you know, um, whether it's family or business or personal issues, just to help the, the entrepreneur focus and stay, you know, uh, and, and really share experiences that can hopefully be used to, to, you know, to help in any of those three areas. As I said, it goes back to, you know, how can I make my routine better? How can I up upskill my routine level so that I can be set in my ways and perform where I need to, you know, and face, you know, the, 
where I'm performing that variability the best I can. Now, for entrepreneurs out there listening that maybe um, weren't aware of EO or weren't aware of these type of organizations that uh, involve peers talking to peers, business people talking to business people about kind of the good, the bad, the ugly, it requires a level of vulnerability and humbleness and uh, in order to get the most out of it. What would you say to that person who's never done this before and always thought of themselves as, you know, that that almost is a sign of weakness, that they, they look at themselves as kind of a lone wolf out there, and they want to be that person, and here they are now looking for help or, or needing help. Uh, how would you kind of sell them on the benefits of EO? Yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of have to look in the mirror and say, am I bloodied enough from hitting my head against the wall and not getting any, not going through it, but just hitting my head against the wall? Have I got enough bruises on my face that I realize I, maybe I don't have all the answers here? Um, and yeah, you, 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 you have to come to that so that when someone can share with you, like, hey, I've been through that same experience before, like I have, you know, I also found an employee that was, you know, a dear and trusted employee that's not, that was cheating me uh, out of, you know, that was taking money. Or um, I've got a large partner that's about to cut off a contract that 80% of our revenue depends on. Those kind of situations, you're not looking in NEO. We learn to talk about the experience of going through that and telling that story rather than turning around and saying, hey, here you need, here's advice and pointing your finger at somebody and saying, this is what you need to do. We're fundamentally, we share and retain a lot more information when it's told as a story than what it is when it's just saying like, oh, do this, do, you know, as advice. Um, the meeting could end and you just might forget what the advice was, but you do remember the story. And we try to, when we're sharing, we try to, you know, acknowledge that and um, share those experiences. But that's when you realize like, why would I try to solve this on my own when six other people or two other people, you know, have, have gone through this and, uh, I can learn from. I mean, it just, it starts to, you, you start to get back time and you start to get back. Uh, I don't have to waste those years learning that lesson from this, you know, myself from use, from being with this person. I'm, I'm literally taking back time uh, into my life. So if somebody wants to learn more about EO, uh, what is the best way to do that? Yeah. So, um, there's some qualifiers and not, we don't take everybody, but, uh, if you have a, a, if you have a business that has a million in the last 12 months worth of revenue, um, that's a million dollar business or more, you, you, you can join EO and you can join the Atlanta chapter at eoatlanta.com. If you don't have a business that's a million dollars in revenue, um, but makes perhaps at least 250,000, there's an EO accelerator program uh, where we literally uh, create an accountability system and we, uh, for those smaller companies making 250 in revenue or more, and with that accountability uh, group and, uh, and meetings, we accelerate their growth to get over and into the million dollar mark. And then for the folks who want to learn more about trade ideas, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, your, your, your journey of making better decisions starts at trade-ideas.com. There's a little hyphen there, trade-ideas.com. Well, David, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Oh, Lee, this was great. I really appreciate it, and thanks for the time. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.